With his own tiger kite nearly finished, Youngsup faced another problem. He needed a reel and line. Kisup's reel had come with the seeing kite. Both brothers thought that perhaps Kisup could make a basic reel, but the best reels were more than simple spools. In skilled hands, they were designed to let out or bring in line quicker than the eye could follow. Only a craftsman could precisely position the spindles for the correct balance, and such labor commanded a high price. In addition to the reel, Youngsup would need line, and good silk line was costly. Youngsup went first to his father and asked him for the money to buy a reel and line. His father frowned, as Youngsup had known he would. Borrow your brother's reel, my son. He should be spending more time at his studies anyway. Perhaps next year you can have one of your own. The refusal was disappointing, but not unexpected. Youngsup had been fairly sure that he would have to think of another way. Could he save the money? On the days when he and Kisup went to the marketplace, his father always gave them a few won to buy sweets. But a good kite reel cost many won. Youngsup calculated, months perhaps. He added the figures again and shook his head angrily. It would be close to a year before he could save enough. He wanted a reel now. Youngsup had been quiet for several days, trying to think of a solution. One afternoon, his mother called to him. Your face is like a month of rain, my son, she teased gently. What makes the clouds inside your head so dark and heavy? Like most Korean women, the boy's mother governed the household. With the help of one maidservant, she planned and prepared the meals, did the laundry, and cleaned the house. It was she who ordered the purchases of food, clothing, and other supplies. But, following tradition, she herself never left the house, nor handled money. Her husband would give Huang, the manservant, whatever money was necessary to do the shopping. So Youngsub knew that his mother would not be able to help him, and that even if she had the money, she could not go against her husband's wishes. But the problem seemed too great for him on his own, and he found himself confiding in her. I can't ask elder brother for his reel all the time, mother. And besides, my kite is nearly finished. We each need our own reel. She looked at him for a long moment. I'm sorry, my son, but you must not walk around with your head down all the time. Who knows, if an answer were to fall from the sky, you would never see it. For her sake, Youngsup tried to smile. An answer from the sky. If only it were that easy. Youngsup fingered the few coins on a string in his pocket. They were not even one-tenth of what he needed for a good reel. But he could not resist strolling by kite seller Chung's stall while his father and brother spent the afternoon doing various errands. Just to look, Youngsup said to himself. He knew which reel he wanted. It was gleaming wood, wound with the finest silk line. He stared at it, stroked it gently, finally picked it up and held it. He imagined what it would feel like to have such a fine reel in his hand with his kite dancing at the end of the line. You choose well, young one. The kite seller's words broke into his thoughts. That is one of my finest reels.
Youngsup nodded wordlessly. He put the reel down and turned away, his thoughts still full of kite and wind and sky. Almost without thinking, he looked up. It was a beautiful late autumn day, perfect for kite flying. The wind was just right. That reel should be mine, he thought. If the old kite seller could only see me fly, he would see that I deserve such a reel. Suddenly, Youngsup turned back to the kite seller's stall. An idea had come to him all at once, a foolish, impossible idea. But why not? What had he to lose? Honorable sir, he called to the kite seller, how is your business today? The kite seller shrugged.